We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. This is the Bart Winkler Show. I am Bart Winkler, and it is great to be with you here on today's episode. We'll talk some Packers family night. We'll talk the Brewers weekend against the Pirates, and we will talk about college football and the great realignment of 2023. I do just want to get all the thoughts about Packers family night out into the universe so that I can now move on with my life. Um, we'll start with what was going on at the beginning of the weekend where Adam Shine had some comments about Jordan Love, specifically saying that he can't play football. Jordan Love can't play football was the quote. Um, he used a Matt Schneidman piece from The Athletic detailing some of the struggles that Jordan Love was having in camp so far. So, I mean, he's frustrated. Jordan Love is a competitor, and he says he's frustrated with some of what's going on in camp. Look, I'm not at camp. I don't see the the video every day of camp. I've seen some good throws from Jordan Love, and I've seen some bad throws. I've seen some reports that he's very confident. I've seen some reports that, you know, it's different than having Aaron Rodgers there. These are all expected. It is also the first week of August, and I don't know what we're supposed to realize or see. I, I, I I don't know what we're looking for. What do we need to see from Jordan Love in these practices to know that the decision was the right one or if he can or cannot play football. I think to say something like can't play football is a wild assertion. And I understand the world that we're in. Uh, it is a it is a bold take, but he's going to live with that now. This is about Adam Shine. Shine's going to live with that take forever. If Jordan, he's taking a, it's a calculated risk. If Jordan Love sucks, Shine can put this one in the win column. But if he does anything capable, this will come back for freezing cold takes forever. And that's the risk that you have as whatever we are, the, you know, people that talk about sports, we have opinions and you know that there's going to be ramifications to them. Some people don't care. Some people are just like, I want this coverage and you talk about me however you want. I don't know that Adam Shine intended for that clip to get as big as it got. I don't feel like he did. Sometimes when I'm having a conversation, whether it's on CBS Sports Radio or back at the fan or even this podcast, I like I'm talking to who I'm talking to. I'm talking to people that listen. I'm talking to listeners of the show. I don't ever expect it to get out into the like the into the world. And so I I wonder if Shine was talking to his audience and then it blew up. It starts to blow up when Packers fans see it. Then Devondre Campbell comments on it. Ain't no way you just got on here with that baggy-ass Steve Harvey suit and them thick-ass Dollar Tree glasses and disrespected my QB by saying he can't play football. He only has one career start. Let him play at least half a season before you open your big, dumb-ass mouth. Shine's comment in response, I would just not do it. Appreciate you sharing. Glasses are awesome at Oliver Peoples. Certainly not a dollar. Sports jacket is Calvin Klein. You are right. From 2019, should retire. It was my pleasure voting you all pro two years ago. Have a great season. Okay, let's just, just you got you got dunked on by an NFL linebacker. Don't 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 be bragging about how expensive your glasses are. Take the dunk, take the L, and move on. With your life is the suggestion from someone who's been dunked on 
plenty of times. I'm not sure if I've gotten dunked on by a linebacker. I have gotten dunked on by MLB pitchers several times. Uh, Brett Anderson called me his less attractive cousin. Uh, Matt Garza has DM'd me. So, you know, these things happen uh, in, in, the course of, in the course of sports takes and broadcasting. Now, can Jordan Love play football? That takes us to family night. I think that he can. I think that he can. And these, this practice that is televised and it's made a big deal of and 77,000 people come, this practice is overanalyzed because it's the first chance we're seeing of the 2022 Packers, 2023 Packers, excuse me, and it is the first glimpse that we're getting really at Jordan Love. A lot of us have seen a clip or two. We've never seen him on TV in this capacity outside of, you know, the couple of games, which it's hard. Like, he played well against the Eagles. He didn't play that great against the Chiefs. But we're this is, this is Jordan Love now with three years of football baked in. So we're trying to figure out how good is he. Is Jordan Love good? Jordan Love looked fine. Jordan Love looked fine. I don't think he made the basket. So, you know, big red flag there. Andy Herman's takeaway, uh, Andy Herman Pack-A-Day podcast. He made the right reads. He saw the field well. He avoided bad mistakes. He did have some wild throws, just needs more consistent accuracy. There was a time in the first half of the practice where he was missing a few guys, maybe overthrow, maybe threw one uh, totally incomplete. I thought the the play where he hit Jones for a touchdown was good. Um, in a real game, would he have been sacked? I don't know. In a real game, would he have decided to make that throw? I don't know. But it was a type of throw that it was good to see Jordan Love make. There was a nice touchdown to Watson, you know. So there were there were moments where it's like Jordan Love's fine. Is Jordan Love going to be MVP Aaron Rodgers? I don't think we're expecting that. But I think more people are thinking he's going to be much closer to trash can can't play football garbage man than four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, and I don't want to have any of those thoughts yet. I think it might be more possible that he's good than he's bad. Like, what if in week one, Jordan Love throws for four touchdowns? Does the NFL world know how they're going to handle that? I don't think they do. I don't think they have any, I don't think they're even planning for that in any way. So that's going to be interesting. The family night broadcast itself, I thought was horrendous. Now it was not streaming. So people made a big deal about that, but they did switch TV partners years ago and haven't streamed since then. I think some people were able to get the NBC 26 feed because they didn't like, so the Packers say, don't stream our family night. And somebody at NBC 26 in Green Bay, they just like either uh, avoided it or ignored it. I used to do this back at Radio and Fond du Lac. We're not allowed to stream Brewers games, but I never changed the stream. I, you know, if people wanted to find a Brewers game, they could, it was totally illegal. And I hope that we don't get back fined, but that's what I did uh, when I could. Uh, Badger games, two bucks, you know, people would, and our streaming numbers were up, and we're like, oh, people must love our coverage. No, I, they were illegally streaming games. I didn't like it, though. It was too focused on anything but the action. They came from break at one point, and we're showing all these highlights of things. That, that's the reason we're watching. We're watching for the two-minute drill. We're watching for the red zone drills. Don't show us highlights coming off from break. I didn't like it. Respect, Wayne. Respect, Larry. Great broadcast duo. I didn't need to see their faces the entire time like it was a Manning cast. Plus, their faces weren't even in focus. You know, I don't need to hear from uh, who they have on. Chad Clifton. Leroy, I love Leroy. I don't need to hear from John Eric Sullivan. That's not the presentation that we want. That's the presentation that Packers, they chose to give you a Manning cast type of celebrate us. We're the Packers. Here's, we got a new big G outside. New sound speakers. That's not... The, the broadcast they gave is not the broadcast we wanted, okay? Am I sitting here thinking, man, I really have way too strong of opinions on Packers Family Night? Yes, I am thinking that. But I did have strong opinions on Family Night. I thought the broadcast was horrendous. It did not sh- I mean, for what it was, I'm sure they all, you know, shook hands and they, they executed what they set out to do. They had their fun little packages, but it was not what Packer fans wanted to see. We wanted to see our team practicing and we were only given that with different bites and crumbles. Now, Mark Murphy had said in one of his Take 5 columns, we are not streaming for a competitive advantage. Like, people are going to watch this thing and then say, oh, well, there you go. I mean, look at uh, the Packers are going to run this play now. I still think it's great they do family night. 
I just wish the TV broadcast was a little better. It is kind of funny uh, to dunk on the Bears when they have nobody at their family night. A picture from Caitlin Sharkey. This is a Sunday afternoon in Chicago. Nice day. Uh, a little cloudy. Nobody's there. Packers stuff 77,000 people to watch. Not even the Packers catch footballs. Fans catch footballs and kick field goals and, and stuff. But Packers season is here. Football season is here. I don't know how much we can overreact to anything that we saw on Saturday. Carlson did a much better job kicking, so that was good. So very happy for all of that. But in terms of what I wanted on Saturday night, in terms of the broadcast, I did not get that. And I'm kind of bummed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bart Winkler's show returns, and uh, the first part of that, the Packer thing, I recorded... Before I did a CBS Sports radio shift, I got to the studio and recorded that. And I also thought I was taping myself on video, but I never hit record. So I just cost myself some good YouTube views because I was going to title it Family Night Broadcast and think that people would look for Family Night Broadcast but um, and then get me instead. So I cost myself there. I'm sick, dude. I'm sick. I'll plan is still a live show Monday night, but I'm not going to talk on Monday. I think I got I got germed up on Saturday. I went to the Children's Museum with my kid, and then we went to Chuck E. Cheese. So I'm just full of germs. Chuck E. Cheese was dead, dude. Chuck E. Cheese, it's like tucked away on First or Chase or somewhere over there. It was dead. It was Saturday at 1 o'clock. There's nobody there. We walked in, and they're like, oh. They still have the band. You know, there were birthday parties set up maybe for the evening. But when we were there, we were like, Two of 15 people there. Uh, The pizza was greasy. My son didn't want any of it, so we just stole crackers off the salad bar. That was his lunch. The games, so the thing about Chuck E. Cheese is um, it's fun for the nostalgia to see, like, those characters up there uh, for, like, five seconds. I'd rather go to Dave & Buster's. The ticket, the ticket situation. Dave & Buster's, you can win tickets. And get real prizes. At Chuck E. Cheese, you can't win dick for tickets. It's like you buy one of these cards, and then you pay, you play games, and it's like, congratulations, you broke a record on points on uh, Bash the Weasel, or what's that called? Pop the Weasel? What am I thinking of? What the hell is that game? Here's three tickets. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Do you want that? You want that toy kid? Oh, 30,000 tickets. The disparage, the the discrepancy is vast at Chuck E. Cheese. So I would rather go to DMBs. I'd rather go to uh, HPH's. Happy Place Hemp. HappyPlaceHemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off every order at HappyPlaceHemp.com. You know that by now. HappyPlaceHemp.com, where they have the Delta 8s and Delta 9s. 
and you can get gummies that have CBD and CBN for nighttime. Uh, that will help me sleep tonight, maybe feel better on Monday. You can get the ones that are THC free, and uh, those have like take one in the morning, maybe focus, or if you just need to feel alert or whatever. That that's helped before in the past too. So there's different gummies and tinctures and all this kind of stuff that you can enjoy at Happy Place Hemp. The promo code is Bart. You can tell them that Bart sent you if you visit them in Muskego. Otherwise, they send it out same day and uh, discreet packaging, free shipping. So do check that out. Thanks to Chris and Rob for everything they've done for the show uh, in the last year, which, yeah, we're getting to be a year. Isn't that, isn't that something? There's a brewer outing coming up for the show. Please get tickets. I gotta. We got to make sure that I have enough people going. I think we do. Um I'll talk to Tim Shea. Tim Shea's got a new job. So I actually talked to him Friday. So you'll hear a better voice. And my talk with Tim, we'll talk some realignment and uh, and his new life. College is realigning and Tim's realigning. And then another college football guest later on in the episode. But the tailgate's going to happen. And on Monday night, maybe we'll start to go over, like, who's bringing what. I think I'm going to... Get a good order of uh, Johnsonville brats are on sale. So I'm going to scoop up a bunch of those and maybe some buns. Um, I might need help, like, getting a grill there. TBD on that. Brewers weekend. Anything that could have happened in a four-game series happened. 14-1 to on Thursday night where they dismantled the Pirates. Um, Sal Freelich had five RBI. Bryce Terang was great. Weimer was great. Unfortunately, like, Canna and Santana have kind of not been great. But I'll give that time. Saturday, then, the Brewers lose where they got kind of beat up. Colin Ray got touched early. And the Pirates were able to hold off any semblance of a late rally that the Brewers tried. I think that was a game... One of the guys, was it Weimer that had the bases loaded twice and got out twice? Saturday, so that was Friday's game. Saturday, Bryce, uh, Blake, Jesus, Blake Perkins. Blake Perkins, home of the Bart's Big Breakfast, walks it off for the Brewers in the 10th. So a great moment there. And then uh, Brewers couldn't hit for shit on Sunday and lost 4-1. to one. In the return of Brandon Woodruff, where he looked all right, 85 pitches he went, struck out nine. Gave up four hits, but could not get the uh, result that he was looking for. But he is back. So that is the Brewers weekend in a nutshell. That leaves them still a game and a half up of the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds both a game and a half back. Reds have lost every game they played this week. They've lost six in a row. The Cubs, I think, do we all agree? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Cubs are the team to worry about. The Cubs, the Cubs, you know, the Cardinals have their devil magic. The Cubs got a weird Cubby vibe. There's a good vibe coming out of them, which is bad for us. Brewers just need to hit, man. So it was a weird weekend. It was a weird weekend. They had games that was great. They had games that sucked. Um, and that's what happened with the Milwaukee Brewers. Now they've got a series against Colorado. We'll go live Monday night after the Colorado game. And I plan to go live Tuesday after Hard Knocks and and that baseball game well as well. So, hey, maybe even Wednesday too. Who knows? I'm not doing shit this week. Who knows? So that is the uh, Brewers. Dan Shaney, want to thank him for everything he's done as well. He's part of the uh, YouTube channel. Again, I did not get my Packer thing on YouTube. The following with Tim is not on YouTube. But I did talk to a guy from CBS Sports Radio, Chip Patterson about college football realignment that I aired on the Zach Gelb show. And I'm going to hashtag tack it on the end of this podcast. So Tim is going to be here and then it will go into chip and then it will be like, I'm Bart Winkler on Zach Gelb. And then the show will abruptly end. And that will be Monday's show. So, Hope to see you guys on Monday. Um, get your Carl's Place voicemails in. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Order your Omaha steaks. Promo code Bart.
and uh, we'll come back with Tim Shea, and we'll have college football discussion after that to close out the pod. Holy fuck, man. I got to drink some tea. Damn it. Well, the Brewers tailgate is happening, and uh, very excited about this. Now, the Brewers tailgate was, as Tim Shea joins me, the Brewers tailgate was a cockamamie idea that was created with Tim Shea and I trying to figure out when to next go to a Brewers game. I think that's when we recreated this thing, right? And I think I said, let's have a tailgate. I don't know. I don't remember. I got to go back and listen because yeah, I whoever said let's have a tailgate. I think kill that. But one of us needs to die. I don't know if it was one of us. I think it was someone like who made a comment like, "How about a one year reunion or something?" I think someone put a comment on the what is it called the Dan Shaney stream or whatever you Dan Shaney YouTube stream. Yeah, I think someone said what about a reunion like get together or something and you're like yeah that's actually not a bad idea well because that happened in may <laughs> and i was like oh fucking august august will never come i'll be dead by then well here we are and you know i i could have gone to the game <laughs> right so the whole part of it was tim was gonna go i mean it was gonna be you and me as the centerpiece, uh, and that would have well, whatever. But that would you you as the centerpiece. No, no, no. But it was it was you and me, and everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then, um, hell, I even think Tony from Texas was going to fly in for this. And this worked with my schedule, where I do not work. And this also worked with Tim's schedule because Tim's job allows him to. Well, Tim's job is 2 to 10 in the morning at CBS 58 being a producer. The problem is that is Tim Shea's old job. <laughs> Not a producer. Well, whatever. But breaking news. Breaking news right here. Tim Shea and CBS 58 have parted ways. Tim said one too many nasty things to Alex Cordetti. Oh, stop. Alex, if you're listening to this, I did not. She does listen. I saw her. I should have her on then because I saw her in the parade. She talked about that parade with me. Oh, the Sherwood parade. Yeah, she said because she's smaller and they had a Jeep. And she said her arms really hurt because she kind of had to like prop herself up. This was the 4th of July parade. That parade was 30 minutes. It was too short. That's why you need to come to Whitefish Bay. Whitefish Bay's parade is like an hour and a half. Hmm, I could do that. We need to get you in a parade. No. Um, That's my goal next year. The last parade I was in was the St. Patrick's Day parade in Fond du Lac in like 13. I'm going to get you in a Christmas parade this year. No, you know what I used to do that I kind of miss is being Santa Claus. No, <laughs> I used to broadcast the Christmas parade on KFIZ and WFON and Fondy. Oh, I'd be like, all right, here comes this. Like it was the Today Show. We did it like the Today Show. <laughs> oh, like Al Roker and uh, Savannah. Yeah, and, and I Lauer. was able to get. Yeah, I was able to get. I got fifty dollars for that because that's what we paid for remotes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tim is no longer at CBS 58. Um, what happened? Well, you know, the hours were catching up to me. <laughs> the Just young man's game. You're it 40 is, years old. I am not young anymore. Uh, prior to actually prior to applying for the CBS 58 job the week before. This is how crazy this is. I applied for a job at uh, Fox 6 in Milwaukee. And mm. long story short, they got back to me a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I'm going to be doing the same thing I was doing at CBS 58, but now at Fox 6 and in uh, daytime, 10 to 6, which interrupts 10 to 6. 10 to 6, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I thought you were like 7 to 2. No, 
Well, all right. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. My off days are Thursday, Friday. So here's what I had to give up. My Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 10, that I had to now work weekends. So Saturday and Sunday, oh. I'll be doing mornings, not early mornings, mornings, 5.30 to 2. And then... So you traded your lifestyle, you traded early mornings for weekends. Weekends and, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 10 to 6. I wonder if that's a trade most people would make. Uh, uh, yes. I, yes. I probably, yeah. I mean, so the producers at CBS, I'm like, I was talking to them this week. And I'm like, so how long have you been here? And each one is like, oh, I've been here six years, seven years, five years doing this. And some of them get in at 1030 the day, night before. And we're 1030 to six. Or 10.30 the to 7. Producer, the, yeah, the, the producer that does the 4.30. How old is that person? I don't know. He's younger. Does he have like a kid or family? Wife? I'd have no idea. I didn't really I didn't get too personal with them. But um, yeah, usually they're gone. Usually they're gone, you know, once their show is over, they each produce like two hours, a two-hour segment, so... Yeah, but they've been there. Like they were telling me, they've been there for five, seven years. I'm like, holy cow! Here I am, four months, and <laughs> out the door I go. Well, and uh, kudos to Fox Six because what they did was they like made sure that you were good and had another station deal with it. Like they they were like they were like trying to make sure that another station could uh like if you failed it went to be on them yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then fox six swoops in correct it takes you no away. i i mean i truly like i and i just felt like i was getting into a uh um oh wow i just saw some news come in about johnny manzel what about a five million dollar bender and tried to commit suicide at one point? Well, like there's a documentary out on him this weekend, so that might be a part of it. Yeah, um, and I just I just felt like I was getting into a groove there, and you know I I knew a lot of people, and the morning like the morning crew, you know that was a good crew to work with. So, but, but the hours were. The hours were horrendous. Someone's got to do. They couldn't watch the women's world cup. You got to watch the women's world cup game that I didn't get. To I watch. did, and I and now I will be able to watch the world women's cup still because uh, my first weekend that I'm there will be um, the second mm. if they win. Actually, I should say if they do win. Well, whatever. It's going to be on Fox. Well, we're recording I after this. I mean, no, we're, we're, yeah. we're no, no, we're no. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Even if the, they win or lose, they're still yeah. Who cares? I shouldn't have brought it up. Whatever. But um, all right. So new life for you, Fox Six. Fox Six, pretty much. You know, daytime Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then weekends, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I'll be out by. Uh, I'll be out by two. So yeah, it's not like got, my cold weekend. Uh, I think I think my buddy Chris still works there in like a TV commercial production role, so I'll hook you up with him. He probably he probably will know who you are. Okay. Um, of course, Jenna Sachs, my former reporter in lacrosse. Will she know who you are? I just saw her at my kid's soccer. All right. Yeah. Because her kids had soccer too. Yeah. I trade Kevin Holden for Tim Van Horn. TVV, one of the best in the biz. Yeah. He was also in that parade in the Shorewood parade. Did you see him? I saw. I mean, we waved. TVV. Maybe I can. Do you want him on the podcast once I, you know, get comfortable there? Uh, uh, Tim had like an exclusive. I don't know if how that worked because we tried to have him on. Uh, the fan, but he oh. is an exclusive thing with ESPN. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where podcasts come into that mix. I'll ask. 
Well, no. I, if, if I can ask, Tim. I know. I'm not going to ask. That's what I meant when I said we. I mean you. Oh. All right. So, Fox 6. Now, that is a... What is that for That's, a drive? That's a bigger drive? Channel 6 for anyone. One read. Uh, it's about, well, see, it depends. It's a brown deer. There's all that construction right now. And that's like never two, two years. Mm-hmm. So it's about a 15, 20 minute drive. So not horribly bad. Mm. Well. Yeah, wow is right. Oh, wow. Look at you. Well, I am not employed by a TV station, despite people trying to tag WISN to have me fired when I did a uh, hit with Dario. Which now this does mean I will be able to, anytime you want me to come back to the uh, podcast, anytime you record, I am here. Oh, that's, at your that's the big news. That's the big news, is that you that's, are now yeah. available again. I will now be on the Bart Winkler show again. For live shows. Yep. Packer post games. Yep. Uh, some brewer post game, eh, most brewer post games. If we when we do Pro- them, yeah, probably every brewer post game. Well, what about Monday? It's gonna be your first day. I'm gonna do a live on Monday night. I'm in. Wow, Tim Shea's back. I'll have a new mug that probably I'll be able to show off. What are you gonna do with all your fifty eight swag? Five bucks. Five bucks. Ten bucks. Well, I'd buy that for ten bucks. Ooh, I might have to give this to Kevin. Yeah, Telemundo. No, but, so, really... but this again, this means you will not be at the tailgate. I know. Why didn't you tell them that you couldn't work that day? Because I have to work. It's like right away. So. You had to schedule it since May. I... <laughs> You're going to take off for your stupid little Precious Badger games. Uh, only one. You won't take off for me. Sorry. No, for us. Sorry. You won't take off for us. I know. Uh, some things I do want to say about the tailgate. The ticket link is live. You can find that on my Twitter. Um, also, I am going to have like a section in the Euchre lot. So I'll be there. I can get in at 9, 10. So I'm going to get in there and set up if anyone would like to help me with that. Are you going to be doing a live broadcast? I think uh, we should do some sort of live broadcast, yeah. All right. Before the game. Before the game. I will have to tune in. Where people can choose to sit down and... Will anything be happening after the game? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Say so. around six. <laughs> no, sorry, bud. No. Um, I still need to work out grill and food, and I have some beer that I can bring, but uh, I need like, if someone wants to sweep in from the skies and say, "Art, I will be the grill master, and I have the perfect grill for you." That'd be great. Also, I think for, for food, I don't know. Maybe we like chip in or something. Or You should go to Robert's Specialty Meats. I could. I could call Paulie. I, um, I don't. I, I'm just I'm happy I got the ticket part of it accomplished. And I, now I feel like I feel like I'm done. But now I'm like, oh, shit, I need to like bring food. And I'll have bags. I can bring bags. Uh, I can bring testy toss. Are you going to be wearing? Oh no, you got that Hawaiian shirt. I do like that shirt you have on now. I remember when you got it. Well, this is not on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. Oh yes, so people sorry. won't be seeing. I am wearing the Milwaukee City Connect shirt, <laughs> which I fit in. I, I I got too fat for it. I did lose a couple of pounds. I'm now. Satisfied to wear this shirt in private, but not public. I would not wear this shirt in public. 
Can you tell how many tickets have sold in your little pod or no? Yeah, well, we I, I need a minimum of 25 or they, like, cancel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have that. We, we, we'll have that. They reserved up to, like, 55. And then okay. 10 days prior, if they haven't sold, they, like, take them back. All right. So how many do you know? How, do you know how many offhand you have sold? Or at least the last time you looked? Uh... Friday. I was a, as a Friday afternoon when I'm talking to you. I think we're at around that 25 number. Oh wow! Okay. Well, that's good. Two of my three brothers will be going. Very nice. Mm-hmm. The brother that I drove. He will be there. All right. Yep. Um. Warrior's brother will be there, but don't like. Oh, don't like pepper him with questions. Why did you even say that? Well, I mean, because he'll probably be wearing Warrior's clothes because it's all he ever wears. He's coming to town. Mm-hmm. I guess this is his off season. Yep, he's got a fantasy draft. He comes home for. Nice. So we'll see him there. Um, yeah. Got some people who are coming to the tailgate, but already have tickets for something else, for which is fine. What about Notebook Mike? Can you reach out to him? If someone can track down Notebook Mike, I'll buy his ticket. All right, people, get on it. Someone can track him down. Well, someone look him up in. Someone look up in the white pages. Mike, comma Notebook. Mike, comma Notebook. So tailgates coming together. Now it's just uh, what kind of food we're we gonna get. Um, again, I, I think I, I don't know how. Don't get me drunk. Oh, that was a bad thing to say. Don't get me drunk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna limit myself to two drinks during the tailgate. Come on, stop. And possibly one beer in the game. Disappointed in you, Bart. Disappointed. But it's this is the problem with tailgating is people drive somewhere to get drunk. Then That's why home. you do. Oh, uh, like 80% of the people that listen to the show have like gotten sober within the last year somehow. <laughs> That's why you do a post game then after. <laughs> then I can meet you out. And then I'll drive everybody home. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think about that. Um, also, I may have to pick up my kid from daycare afterwards. Ooh, buzzkill. A little bit. You, you can't just have the wife do it that day? Uh, I think she's a working woman, Tim. Yeah, Someone you know, has to over my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, honey, I got a YouTube check. Oh, yeah, how much? I go, $35. She's like, oh, great. I have a real job with a 401k and insurance, you fucking bum. Well, as as we talked again, there was the uh, Big Ten to invite Oregon and Washington to join the conference. A unanimous approval vote is expected later. Yeah, so here's something. All right. This may get cut out of the podcast. But we're going to talk about it because it's something. So this Big Ten and all this realignment's been happening, and uh, you know, Colorado left. And as Tim and I are talking, well, before, like when I sent you the link, it looked like the last report I saw was that Oregon's like, "Not, nah, we're staying." This will probably mean that uh, Arizona stays because they were going to go to the Big Twelve. And now, when I was starting to talk to you, Oregon and Washington are going to be invited to the Big Ten and they're going to join? This is a problem. You know who's next after these two teams? What, Florida Remember State? I said this. Florida State and Clemson. Were they going to come with us? Yeah, to the Big Ten. Uh, it's going well, to happen. They have to change their name. 
What do you change it to? Well, they're going to have 18 teams. They're going to add Florida State and Clemson. Then there's going to be 20 teams. Then they're going to be like, this is too many teams. And they're going to break up again. You know what sucks about college football? All these decisions are being made by ESPN and Fox. The question is, when do they join? Because they literally just made a schedule for USC and UCLA. Well, they won't be joining this year. Are we sure? Not this year, but 2024? Obviously, they didn't make a schedule this year because USC and UCLA still have this year to play in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah. Oh, so they're going to remake the 24 schedule? Yeah. Do they join in 24? And then does that eliminate some teams like Penn State having to travel to out west now and replace, you know, replace a couple of those games now with? And this definitely, definitely will change where the Big Ten title game is being played. They're definitely going to play at the Rose Bowl at some point. So for all those people who love to travel to the Big Ten championship game, because that was a centrally located spot for pretty much everybody. Man, I think this sucks. I really do think it sucks. I don't get Washington. I get Oregon. Uh, The Big Ten's getting bigger. The departure of the Ducks and Huskies means that now five schools have left the Pac-12 in the last 13 months. I have Oregon no and Washington will not immediately Colorado. receive full shares, but they will make more than they would in the Pac-12. The Mountain West would be, quote, open to adding the <laughs> Pac-12 schools. Um, the Mountain West does have a deal with Fox and CBS Sports Network and CBS, but all of a sudden the Mountain West could become like the new Pac-12. I don't like that the Pac-10 is just dead. Even though the Big Ten started the Pac-12's downfall, the league did not want the Pac-12's blood on its hands by... uh, Where did Arizona and Arizona State go undecided yet i'm shocked i'm shocked they're not going to go into the big 12 if i were them i would florida like i can't even i can't even figure out what's going on with florida state all of a sudden they're like it's like this this is very easy and tangible to follow and then florida state's like oh the the cloaks of legislative democracy is Voted 6-5 to allow the legitimacy of... It's like, what? I can't read that shit. This sucks. I think this is bad. I know. Well, when I mean, is the, play- the time for Wisconsin to win it. So why the... You the don't need to... Won. If you're going to go to two conferences like this, you don't need to expand the playoffs. I guarantee you the playoffs will expand from 12 to 18 to 20, maybe. Why? Maybe actually. Why? What? Oh, why? Take away championship Saturday, your championship games. Your conference champion is the regular season champion. You do it based off a of tie and then do a bunch of tiebreakers in between that. If you have you know teams that didn't play each other, strength of victory, strength of schedule, whatever. So you take that week away, you play all the games pretty much from championship week all the way till after New Year's. You might have a legit NCAA tournament like the college basketball tournament. That's why I think that's what I think it's going to get to at some point. It won't be 60. Obviously, it won't be 64 teams, but I could see 20 to 24. How? Why? I, I would think that I think it goes shorter. No. I think it goes shorter. What do you do? Just conference champions? Okay, then I guess we'll see Alabama and 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 uh, it will be the same teams over and over. 
but they're all playing each other during the regular season. No, they aren't. So the whole no, season. No, they aren't because. Yeah. So what do you you play? So Wisconsin's going to play half their conference. Yeah, and then you you. What if there's the a year where they like conference? And you do a year do a is there going to be a year they're at USC, at UCLA, at Washington, at Oregon? No, that will not happen. <laughs> they just stay out west for four weeks. Yeah, the furthest east they travel is Northwestern. <laughs> Who knows if they'll have a football team? Maybe they kick some teams out. I need a college guy to talk to about this. I hate this. I love it. I hate it. I hate it. I, I mean, I don't like how it was like when there were too many conferences. The Power Five, I thought. My dad still talks about being pissed off when they allowed Penn State into the Big Ten. I believe and that was in 94. I believe that. How come the Pac-12 can't get a media rights when live sports is like the one thing networks want? Don't they have one with Fox? No, that ended They're trying to get a new one, and nobody wants them. So, like, Apple TV Plus was going to do it. How about the ACC being on the CW? (laughs) How about I bought MLS Season Pass because of Messi? I'm so fucking mad. I'm so mad. All right, well, maybe we have more to discuss down the road. But, hey, I'm going to be with you every time now, I hopefully crossing my fingers. I'm really mad. I can't believe you like this. That's the most exciting. Is this one of these things that I'm going to say I don't like and then I like? Because it's going, yes, because it's going to open. Trust me, once they expand the playoffs to 2024, you're going to love it. Every week, you can fill out a bracket. You can treat it like the NCAA basketball tournament. Obviously, you can't play games, you know, back-to-back, back-to-back days or whatnot. But you can play games. College players can play within six days. So maybe you shorten up that week. I think this sucks. Start the season earlier. Started a week earlier in August then. They're already back at school. This as long sucks. as Wisconsin yeah, plays. Schedule. What? Eventually they'll go to an all-conference schedule. You can't play non-conference games, right? Unless you play one switchover game. But you don't want that to be your first game of the year. You don't want... Alabama to play Ohio State week one, right? Could be a preview of the national championship. Or Wisconsin to play Georgia. All right. Well, all I got to say on this is that I don't like it over and over. So I know. That's all that's all you're going to say. That's what you said about UCLA and USC. Do you still not like that or I don't like that. Well, we haven't seen it. I don't like it. Until they play, until they're in the conference, I think it's going to be something that you say that you don't like, but then you love it in a year when they start playing. Well, yeah, I do that for everything. I know. So (laughs) why bitch now? I bitch now and I can bitch later. Exactly. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thanks. It was a long summer without you. I know. Just sad sad about leaving 58. Made some good friendship people there. So, Yeah. Well, are you guys Fox 6? Like, you know why you never, uh, you never have a relationship with someone that cheated on someone to be with you because that proves they're a cheater. So is Fox 6 going to think, like, now that they poached you, is are they going to think you're going to get poached somewhere else? No. They know why I'm coming over there. They understand. It was a long process. It was a long, good process. Jesus. Can you give me a they shot, Jeff? They understand. Can you give me they, a have shot, the, they have their own person that's there from 2 to 10, so. Can you, can you give me a job? <laughs> I'll ask. <laughs> There's a job opening at CBS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. 
Yeah, there is. You guys, some of you have called Carl's place looking for jobs. If you're looking for jobs at Carl's place, carlvt.com backslash Bart. If you're looking for jobs at Carl's place, uh, call CBS 58. Say you heard about it on the Bart Winkler show, an overnight show. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Tim. All right, Bart. Well, glad to be back. Finally. Make sure everyone tunes into Fox 6. Yeah, Fox 6. I guess. Go Oregon. <laughs> You're a dick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, in for Zach Gelb tonight, and what a monumental day that he is missing. He'll have plenty to talk on it, I'm sure, next week and the weeks after that and years after that, because this is one of those days that is changing the landscape again of college football, but really college sports as we know it. One of the guys who's been covering it on top of it all day, uh, all offseason, all season long, Chip Patterson in the CBS Sports family, you can catch the Cover 3 podcast as well as his work at cbssports.com. Um, the big news, so Friday morning, mm. I wake up. Yeah, I'm walking my kid back from daycare. I'm reading the stuff, what's going on. Okay, Oregon Oregon, and Washington, they're going to stay. Arizona's going to stay. A little bit later, all of a sudden, they're going to the Big Ten. What? <laughs> Shortest question ever. I guess I'll just ask you, like, what? <laughs> what okay. happened? So it was dizzying, right? Like yeah. the the fact that we've got, um, you know, the Big Ten is now advanced exploring on uh, Oregon and Washington. And at one time, Cal and Stanford were in there. But then based on the reports, it seems like that had fallen away. The current appetite for expansion for the Big Ten university presidents was going to be limited to two. Former Commissioner Kevin Warren, we know, had identified Oregon and Washington. And look, like outside of their you know pacific northwest location from a university perspective what kind of universities they are they are a fit for the big 10 you know they are aau members that prestigious crew of universities um that which is something that the big 10 does value still but you know you add usc and ucla and now all of a sudden you start to you know think about what the big 10 footprint is a little bit differently so before i get to the dizzying side what I think eventually brought the Big Ten around, if you were not in on expanding past 16 for 2024, because remember, this is going to happen next year, that <laughs> it was the idea that you're getting a sale. I mean, you are getting a bargain. Like, you you are going, and it's like, Bart, I don't know if you've ever been an open box shopper, but, you know, sometimes just because there's a tiny little dent in the side, the TV still looks good when I plug it in, right? Yeah, you know, I'll take the discount right there. And I think in Oregon and Washington, they found universities that they already favored, universities they'd already vetted, and they understood that because of the disarray of the Pac-12, they would be able to get them without having to pay out the full share. And I think that that is why some of those other universities came around on the idea. And if you were against further expansion, you were adding valuable properties, you were expanding the reach of the Big Ten, and you are doing so at a discount. And I think that's what this ultimately comes down to. I mean, Oregon and Washington did hold the fate of the Pac-12 in their hands. If they had set, come out to that grant of rights meeting on Friday morning and said, we're in, then I think everything else, for the most part, and we can get to the you know some other pieces of it. I think that for the most part, most of those other universities would have said, okay, we're in too. Instead, as it's been reported, minutes before the meeting starts, Oregon says, hey, We've talked it over. If the Big Ten invites us, then we're going to take it, and we think that that might happen. Then the day plays out. Now Oregon and Washington will be in the Big Ten in 2024. A uh, lot to figure out on that front. Chip Patterson's here, uh, Bart Winkler, and for Zach Gelb. And when you talk about the footprint, that that like, well, you talk about like they're a good fit, right? They like there's. I'm still trying to get to a point where like. 
What's big state school with that? That are good state schools. They oh, I agree. A bunch I, of alumni. Yeah. They invest in research. They are considered, you know, strong academic universities. And they but, are, but, but, but they just happen but, to be in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Northwest. the Big Ten is there, right. and these schools are way over there. And I think while realignment has happened a lot in college football in the last thirty years. I mean, thirty years ago, all the Texas schools were in the same dumb little conference. Right. So a lot has changed. I still, as a fan, I still like the regional aspect of it, building these rivalries and all that stuff. But that is dead. That is gone yeah. and dead. Like the Big Ten in terms of, oh, it's running in October and windy and, you know, big, the phrase Big Ten football, what does that even mean anymore? Yeah, it won't. And that that's just something that is, man, it stinks, right? Like on the level of, um, sort of big picture stuff. I also love the idea that college football is held so sacred by so many people in all parts of the country because of the the regionality, the proximity, the fact that when whether you go to work and your coworker went to the, your rival university because you're in the same geographic area, or you're going to church and everybody's talking about what just happened on Saturday night or in Saturday, and and everything is drivable. You can even go to some away games. Like that is gone, and and that connection um, is something that I think is going to be lost as we enter into college football's new era. But I'll tell you what the product is still being consumed like college football. Like it somebody did a great, um, a great point. I think it might've been Andy Staples Vaughn three. He's, he was talking about the helmet schedules, right? Like if you just slap Oregon and Penn state on a helmet schedule, a college football fan says, heck yeah, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it, it isn't that I'll go to that. And you know, there's not historic rivalries, but it's Penn state and it's Oregon and that's exciting. And it is, helmet schedules that are the future of college football. It is trying to put together title fights. You know, what are you going to promote? What is each side going to bring? And to look at the future big 10, I just mentioned, you know, Oregon and Penn state. Uh, That is something that would be uh, an exciting game that the college football fans everywhere would want to be involved with and watch. And so I do think that the the future of the sport is not being hurt by uh, all of this realignment. But really, at the core of it, there is something that's being lost. There are a lot of questions about this. And I think there's, you know, a lot of the same questions are going to be asked. And a lot of people have the same questions. I, I got kind of two for you, like long term E. Um, one, you look at the Big Ten and you look at the helmet schedules. And I thought about this with the SEC too. Like the SEC is adding Texas, adding Oklahoma. I mean, Texas LSU as a conference game is massive. I know, but then at some point, like the Big Ten's like, we have a lot of these really good schools. We we have Rutgers. SEC's like, we have a lot of these schools. We have Vanderbilt. Would there be like a scenario that these teams sort of like, you're not like now that we're this, you're 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 not that anymore. Would there be some of that that you see in the play? Because it's almost like Big Ten's gonna be Big Twenty. Well, at some point, I just envision, oh, the conference is going to break up again, and this this cycle will go forever. No, someone's got to take losses. My colleague Bud Elliott on the Cover Three podcast says, "You take the <laughs> checks, you take the losses." You know that they there are roles. You know, just because. Um, and I will say that the top dogs at the top don't want to break away because then you're taking more losses. Right. You are able to establish your dominance and be able to go out and beat your chest and talk about how great you are in part because of those three or four games against teams at the bottom of your conference. So and I think those schools at the bottom of the conference are very happy to take those checks and be able to invest those in their athletic departments and and be able to say that you've got a seat at the table. And a lot of this does come down to the pride at the university level, at the athletic department level, that you are competing at the highest level. I mean, that's what you see uh, some of the consternation uh, around Florida State is this existential dread that you are playing in a JV league and that that will be held against you in your pursuit of competing for national championships. And so whether it's joining another conference or doing whatever they can to get out of the ACC, the reason why you hear so much well, the reason why you hear so much is because they're trying to, you know, fire everyone up for this eventual exit. Like, I feel like real, Bart, don't you feel like real realignment happens quietly and quickly? 
you know, it doesn't happen over extended periods of public board meetings. It's always yeah. the executive session is when you get the good stuff, but that's beside the point. The, the point of the matter is I believe that the, you are not going to see um, Northwestern or Rutgers or, you know, some of these programs or, you know, that are at the bottom of the conference in the pecking order, you're not going to see them get squeezed out because the conference is always going to want to have programs that you can get wins against competitively. What might happen is that some of those programs might decide that they don't want to play big ball anymore, right? Like if we turn our college football players into employees and now you're having to start pay them. Like I, I think there are schools that are in the power conference right now that would have very tough decisions. And maybe as a university would be like, you know what? That's fine. Like we're, we're going to go, you know, if, if there's going to be a breakaway, like we've got FBS and FCS, but what if there was FBS plus and it was everybody that's going to pay the players as employees. I think there are schools that are in power conferences right now that would just decide to hang, hang back because they didn't want to play that game. What about uh, Chip Patterson here, Bart Winkler and for Zach Gelb, for Zach Gelb show, a CBS sports radio. Um, what about like, it just feels the college football playoff was this great thing that expanded to get everybody in. I almost feel now that it doesn't need to be 12. If there's these two giant conferences and the other ones, I don't know. It just feels like. Well, it's great news for the American athletic conference. It's great news <laughs> for the mountain West, the Sun Belt. Yeah. you know, like if, if all of a sudden there's, um, you know, the college football playoffs is going to be easier for some of these teams than their conferences. So that is all we have agreed to is just the next two years. And with this conference realignment, I, one of the burning questions that will not be answered immediately, but that will be addressed is, hey, let's not do six automatic bids, right? Because the six automatic bids for conference champions is the way it's set up right now. And let's assume that any year that Notre Dame is able to win 10 games, they're going to find themselves in the playoff. That would make it seven. So if I'm the SEC or the Big Ten with all these programs that want to be in the playoff, they're going to look and be like, uh-uh-uh-uh, no, that's ridiculous. Why is Tulane in there and I'm not? Why is App yeah. State in there and I'm not? And I think that this conference realignment makes it more likely that when we enter the next uh, phase of the college football playoff after 2024, after 2025, beginning in the 2026 season, that we will either expand that number from 12 to 16 and or we will lose those six automatic bids for conference champions. Things are still very fluid. We're still trying to figure out how this is all going to shake up. Um, you know, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, these other schools where they're deciding their futures. I'm not sure, even if you just look at Oregon and Washington and stop there, uh, the fact that they're having the Pac-12 having a hard time getting a rights deal on TV when sports TV rights are like the one thing that networks are paying for, this conference I mean, is, is dead. It died today. Um. It may it it might have happened when USC and UCLA got plucked. You know, it, it might have been beginning with that. But the the this is a really really tough time for Oregon State, and this is a really tough time for Washington State. And those are those each have been programs that look. I'm I'm based in North Carolina. I was born in North Carolina. I didn't know much much about Corvallis or Pullman but I've been working at CBS covering college football for 13 years. And I've learned a lot about Corvallis and Pullman. And there's people that care deeply about that. And those are athletic departments that could be facing a situation where their media rights payouts are now going to be like a third of what they were used to. What does that mean for their college football program? What does that mean for like their entire athletics budget and what's going to happen there? Really, really. T I mean, I think Stanford will be fine. They'll find money somewhere, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the Oregon States, the Washington States of the world. And the fact that, you know, the PAC 12, which has a long, long history, you know, basically being pulled apart just by its inability to, uh, to get all its members together under one media rights deal. It's been, uh, it's been disappointing for sure for the traditionalist of me. There's so much fallout with this. We have talked about it from a football standpoint, you know, obviously there's basketball, but, cross country and soccer. And there's all these other sports that are a vibrant part of these universities. They've got no say in this. I, did, I don't know if it's good for the, them or bad for them. It's just 
that's that part's kind of messed up. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. And I think that it has been pitched that if we do have some kind of big breakaway or like um, organization of the football programs aside from everything else, that maybe all the other sports do go back to a more regional conference model. And, you know, similar to what we have, I know in, uh, you know, there's schools that compete in other conferences for hockey because their, their conference doesn't have sponsored hockey or, um, you know, schools that compete in other conferences for lacrosse, you know, or play at different levels. I could see something where some of the other sports end up getting more regional, uh, you know, conference type schedules rather than, you know, tasking all of your sports to do all of the travel that's involved because, you know, we're talking about a big 10 that goes from New Jersey to Seattle. Uh, you know, we're talking about, um, a big 12 that's going to extend almost a, like Orlando on one big, a big 12, like Orlando on one side, all the way into, into the desert on the other. I mean, this is, uh, th- this is not something that you would want all of your sports or it's not sustainable to have all of your sports on the road all the time, uh, trying to play everybody. Crazy stuff. Chip Patterson, appreciate your coverage and your time as we try to make a mess of all this. Um, I'm sure we'll talk again. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. Rest up for Monday's show.